0: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Sean T. Welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, we are continuing with the series of my MyFitFam interviewing me. And today, we have an amazing interviewer. His name is Brian Wolf. He's pretty much the most insane fitness guy you will ever meet, but with the biggest heart. And he asks me some incredible questions about fatherhood, about fitness, about life, about being authentic to who I am. And some of these questions were fun. Some of them were a little tough, but I know that you will get a lot out of this. And like I always say, I would love for you to answer some of these questions about yourself when you hear uh, the guests ask me, because it actually helps you better yourself and know yourself a little better. So sit back and get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say no? No? What's up? you better than Oprah, come on, y'all! This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe.
1: Many of us have
0: those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. I want to kick this off. I really want you to just get to get started and ask me whatever you want. And I will say, don't be nervous because I love these kinds of questions. And um,
1: and the floor is yours. Awesome. And I want to obviously thank you. It's it's an honor to be able to do this with you. So uh, thank you for having me here. And uh, thank you. How I want to started, start things off was uh, you mentioned what two of your words were for 2021 um, and those words being always forward. And right away, I'm, I mean, like, that's right up my alley. I love that you chose those words. And coming out of 2020, I sort of wanted to also not really harp on what happened, but what came out of what happened. So one of the first questions um, that I wanted to ask, and I'm gonna first say a truth bomb from uh, your book *Tears for Transformation*, and I'm gonna and it goes, "You can ride the tornado, let it blow you as far away as possible from your dark, stormy place." Now, the first time I read it, and even the most recent time I read your book, that one always has stuck in my my mind, like completely. So the question is, is From 2020, it was a tornado for many people. How did you find transformation from the tornado that was going on that's gonna carry you forward into 2021?
0: I rode the tornado. I learned a very long time ago that if I push my emotions to the side, if I don't accept what's happening at this moment, good or bad, Um, and if really, if I just run away from things like I used to, then I'll never get better. And the other thing that really makes us put this entire 2020 tornadoes, everyone's different tornado in perspective is that it's gonna happen anyway. So it's like one of those things, like as a gay man, right? Inevitably, I'm either going to come out which is not easy for everyone, or I'm gonna face what is naturally me and deal with the consequences of that. Meaning a lot of people lose friends or family members or even mothers and fathers, right? People who are closest to them. But it's up to you to decide, is pushing all of these things to the wayside and and holding them in, is that gonna make you better or is, finding a path to go through the struggle, to go through that, the tornado, like Dorothy did in The Wizard of Oz, and eventually finding her way through really tough times and then coming out on the other side and realizing, you know, there's no place like home for her. It's like, you know, it's it's me, this is me, this is where I'm from, this is who I am. And so, and on, You know, at Get Lit, Shirley Ralph actually gave a really great interpretation of the entire movie, The Wizard of Oz, which was great. You know, I'm one to say you can do whatever it is that you want to do and live your life however you want to live it. But I am one to say, living your authentic truth and going through the struggle and being very transparent when it's happening makes you so much better on the other side. And I would not be able to move forward if I was holding on to the negativity. Now, don't get mixed. Don't get holding on to the negativity mixed up with going through the issue or going through the struggle. Going through the struggle is acknowledgement, right? You acknowledge the struggle. You say to yourself, this is what's happening. It's not making me feel great, but I'm acknowledging it. And by acknowledging it, I'm trying to fix it. Whereas if I just said, you know what? I'm not even gonna pay attention to that struggle. It's always gonna stick with you and it's always gonna stay the same. It won't get better at all. And so let's ride the tornado. Just this morning, it was so, so interesting you asked me that question first because this morning we woke up and I saw a rainbow. I saw a rainbow outside and I got so excited. The boys are like, oh, there's a rainbow. And it was so exciting. And I immediately thought of the Wizard of Oz somewhere over the rainbow and Knowing that if you don't ride the tornado, if you don't, don't acknowledge it, it's going to be really hard for you to get better.
1: And like you said, not acknowledging it to me that means also using your words always forward. You're not going to get forward. You're going to be stuck in the same place if you're not acknowledging it. So that's that's an awesome way of putting it, and awesome transformation. And actually, that's sort of the that sort of leads into my next question, um, which has to do with. Uh, your next program coming up. Let's get up. Um, what I wanted to, you know, I preface things just so I, you know, set the stage here is that every program you do, you put your entire self into it. Everything is thought of, it's very meticulous, even up to the day of shooting, as as I experienced. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think, without realizing it um, when you first start your programs, that's part of the magic that brings people in and that makes you not want to quit and makes you want to keep going. Um, And I think there's a parallel of what's going on in your life and the things that you're experiencing and, and going through that comes out in these programs. And one of the exciting things whenever you come out with a new program is I'm wondering what is the path that got you to Let's Get Up And what things around you sort of influenced you to to go this route with this program? It's so
0: crazy that you asked me that question, too, because this morning when I saw the rainbow, I was overjoyed because like this week I was so stressed, like I was extremely stressed, like there was like almost no clarity And as someone who is, like you said, when I do my programs, I'm very meticulous. I change things up to the very last second because I want it to be the best. But also there's this big pressure for me. I don't know how other trainers are, but for me, there's a lot of pressure for me because number one, I'm trying to change one person's life. Just one. I'm not trying to break records on how many people do my workout. One person, period, right? So you have that. Then you have, for me, it's like, I don't even know what program it is, maybe 12, my 12th program, including my kids' program. So I, I don't know, but it's, it's a lot. Then you have like the production and then you have the CEO of Beachbody, Carl, right? And you have all of these different pieces and you, meaning me, like I wanna be able to deliver the best program the best product ever. And so I've been really struggling with accepting the fact that we're gonna be shooting in Hawaii because it's very expensive, it's a lot of people, it's a lot of travel, it's COVID, it's we have to stay extremely safe. And I've just been really, really, really battling with not am I good enough, But like, am I going to be able to deliver this to make this worth it, to make this location worth it, to make the struggle and the stress that everyone is going through worth it? And I it's weird. It's kind of interesting because it's not like I was questioning myself. It was just I was just like extremely concerned on is this the right decision? So back to the rainbow. I woke up this morning and I saw the rainbow and that was my answer because all week long uh, my producer and I have been sending each other text messages and we were at a rainbow at the end being like this is it like this is what we want to do so when I saw the rainbow I was like absolutely this is it but the bigger thing to go back to like the, the meat me of your question I am in a place in my life where I'm like forget everything else I just want to have joy and find joy I've been through the struggle I've been molested I've been broke I've been I've been all of these things like I've been to the bottom of the barrel and even last night, I got a really great compliment from two people. I'm not going to repeat their compliments because I don't like really repeating them, but I got two great compliments. And I usually throw compliments out the water. I'm like, no, you know, I take the compliment and I'm like, yes. And I use it as a fuel for me to say, yes, like I can produce this. I, I do want joy in people's lives and and I want to wake up every day and I want to have joy and I want to show people out there joy. I think there's a lot of negativity that's happening in the world. I feel like COVID has literally pushed us back in time in terms of just our the trust and belief we have in ourselves, the trust and belief we have in the world. I'm not even gonna get into just the US politics. I'm just saying the world in general. People have been taken away from their relationships with their family and friends because they're stuck in the house because of this virus, right? But people want to blame people, but it's the way of the world. And so this program came at the right time because I'm just excited to have people get up and find a moment of joy. The workouts are tough. Like people think like, oh, it's dancing. Yeah, there's dancing sections, but this workout is it's. Easy but tough. Like you don't have any burpees and push ups and all that stuff, but you are going to sweat. You are going to move, but most importantly, you're going to smile. And so, because that's what my life's path is, it's just really great to be able to put that on screen. And last but not least, for those who are interested, when Carl and I talk about a program, he he tells me either I, there's, there are times where I say to him like I want to do this, and there are times where he says you know I feel, really feel like we need this. But he doesn't tell me what to do he knows that what i'm feeling at this moment like you asked is going to be authentically what's on the screen and it's going to be maybe this the way that sean's working through it like in every program if i'm working through something that's the motivation that's coming out because i know it's going to touch somebody
1: i i'm telling you i'm so excited about it like i cannot wait to do it um i will be posting my uh my interpretations of everything. (laughs) Um, But actually, and actually uh, to build on this also, I think there's an element of this that um, obviously caught my interest right away. Um, You posted about it not that long ago uh, about the music production in this. I think the post said something about lyrics and things like that. So
0: have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better. Well,
1: I love music, everybody loves music. So I I was really wondering if you could just give a quick little summary of of what type of stuff is going into the music and soundtrack uh, behind the program.
0: I'm really excited that you asked that. Um, So what's really cool is that it's not just hip hop, or, you know, I think a lot of times when people hear, know that there's gonna be a dance workout, they think like, oh, top 40. Well, we recreate, we created And wrote songs for this. These, all of these songs are original songs, original music, original tracks. They've been inspired. They've been inspired by other songs and stuff like that. But so everything is different. So we have everything from pop and like some like hardcore hip hop feel to musical theater, swing dancing. Um, Afro beats. I mean, it is um, Latin. I mean, we have everything. I mean, we have every kind of music that you can dance to. We have one rock, uh, rock song. So that's the thing that's just like really fun about it. And then in addition to that, which is very important, the other thing that's really amazing that people don't understand is we have resistance workouts in here and they are a biz niche. Like <laughs> they are tough depending on the weight that you use um they're really hard and I'm really going out of my way to create more when we get on set just because I know that there are a lot of people who really are going to want the resistance workouts and and add strength to their body and tone up and stuff like that but and it's so different than it's literally different than any other dance workout or re- resistance training that you've ever done because it's really dance conditioning. And I'm so excited for people to see that they'll be able to get incredible results literally without ever getting on the floor in a plank, in a push up. No sitting on the floor. It's not, oh, oh, this video, we get on the floor over here. Like, no, you never, you don't, your hands go to the floor just to tap the floor, you know, in a dance move or like an insanity section. But it's, you're all on your feet. And I'm just, I'm just super thrilled to get people to have 30 days of that. And I think that's the what I'm most excited about.
1: So awesome. and I, And what a way to get into 2021, like we're saying with that type of positivity and that type of, awesomeness as I like to see it so (laughs) so I'm I'm gonna shift gears a little bit because you know you brought up how you're going to be going to Hawaii to shoot this um and you know even from the last year now I just want to talk to uh the father side of you oh because I know that all of this it's amazing how you balance these things um I, I can imagine that it's hectic uh to try to do this Um, I do want to lift a quote though from your book again, um, because when I read it, I I read it again at the end of the year. And when I saw this, I'm like, I I have to ask you about this. So uh, the quote is, I said that I actually enjoy a workout only when I'm completely exhausted. I hope that's when I'll really enjoy being a father too, because I'm sure that there will be plenty of exhaustion to go around and I'm just wondering, how do you feel about no, that, Steve?
0: <laughs> no, no, I literally despise being a parent when I'm exhausted. exhausted. <laughs> to the point of, it's different. So yesterday, I was exhausted, mentally exhausted. And Chip said to me, hey, which workout should I do? Speed 3.0 or Speed 4.0? And I was like, well, if you do Speed 3.0, I'll do it with you. Because there's something about getting energy through my body in a really tough workout when I'm tired that just makes the rest of my day better. That's not the same thing when you have children. It's not the same thing. No, I'm not the best father when I'm tired. I'm the worst father when I'm tired because my patience has gone out the window. I have to utilize every superpower that is in my book um, I have to be I have to get uncomfortable. I have to be extremely flexible. I have to be full out. I have to be creative. You know, I mean, and I'm always walking around saying this shit is bananas, yo. Like it's it's just no. I know that does not apply to fatherhood because well, now when they're three, it'll be it'll be interesting to answer that question when they're 13 or 14 and they and they're going through a really tough issue and it's a lot for me and how how I help them get through it. I probably would have a different idea, but I don't know. I think just emotionally, as you know, as a father, like having children, it's a different, it's it's completely different than exercise. Exercise, I can control me. I can control my thoughts. I can control how hard I push. You can't control how crazy a little Mm-mm. toddler is going to be at 6 a.m. like every, Or 7 a.m. Every day they wake up, they have a different person. They could be happy and they come in and give you kisses or they can come in with us with twins and you have two kids too. They can come in fighting and like you're breaking up a fight the first thing you hear in the morning. So that does not apply to fatherhood. <laughs> but I also really, I do enjoy the challenge because And this is gonna sound so bad, but oh my goodness. You wanna know what I love most about when the boys are. Like, absolutely absurd and just ridiculous in a a nightmare. I love seeing Scott (laughs) get mad. Because he don't really be mad, but he has to like, be stern. And his mad is hilarious to me. I'll be sitting back, I'll be like this, I'm like, If that was my mom, when I was young, I'd be looking at her like, girl, they ain't doing nothing to me. But, you know, they don't know any difference. So they get really scared when Scott raises his voice. He's like, get over here. And I'm back there laughing. I'm like, I want y'all to be worse because I want to see if he's really going to get mad. I'm so bad.
1: (laughs) So much of what you said there, I can completely relate. (laughs) And so I, I, you know, it's, kids are always such a challenge. And like you said, with, but when you take a step back and you look at, I'm going to bring up my next question now, uh, because this sort of ties into something that I saw you post the other day, uh, which actually got me pretty, uh, you know, just emotional in general. Um, So there was a post that showed uh, the kids with uh, Bill and Sue uh, Scott's parents uh, and I looked at it and it was just, you know, you see the piles of books around, you see them sitting on the couch together, everything like that. Um, and you stated, you stated how Silas and Sandra will always say that the best part of their day was hanging out with grandma and grandpa when they see them that day. And to me, I, I mean, like I, I miss my grandparents so much. I mean, I, you know, they, I was very close to them, as I've told you before. And what I wanted to hear from you when I saw that picture, now that you're a father and you see this relationship develop and you know what it meant to you, especially, you know, how that how that grew, how does that make you feel inside now being the father, seeing them with grandparents and seeing that relationship develop?
0: You know, Brian, seeing the kids with grandparents is pretty much, when I live vicariously through them, because you know, I don't have, we don't have our grandparents anymore per se. Like, so it's amazing. So when we first had kids, grandparents, while they were helpful, it was just annoying because you know, we're new, they see that we're new. We want to struggle, but they want to tell us what to do. And you're like, like, can I just raise my kids? You know, it's like this whole thing. (laughs) But I'll tell you this, once we got past that and we, like, we had so many family meetings of like, guys, you can't just jump in. Like you have to let us do what we could do to struggle or whatever. But so here's what's very interesting. On Saturday mornings, I'm with the boys. It's Scott's day off of parenting, right? So he gets to sleep in and whatever. And the boys are outside playing and they're make pretending they're in a the submarine and they're like, just, you know, they're in their own little world. And I'm just, you know, watching him from afar, letting them have their independence. And then um, their granddad, their grandfather comes to the gate and starts talking to me and they hear his voice and they stop what they're doing and they run up the stairs and they're like, Grandpa. da da And they cannot come through the gate because we have a gate that connects our homes. They go through the gate. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I'm not sure if they're gonna come back. I don't know, but I you know, I just kinda sit there for a couple minutes and then Sander comes back through the gate. He's like, Papa, can you come, can you come with me? So I was like, okay, so we go over to the house and the next I mean, we spent two hours over there. And while I'm intervening to make sure they're not, you know, jumping on the pool table, there I the interaction that they have with them is just incredible. It's like it's so amazing to watch. And I never really understood as a kid why I loved my grandmother and my grandfather so much when my mom was right there. You know, you just kind of don't know. But I think it's the wisdom and the care and the love and the fact that they can send them home. And just their experience in life. You know, they are 77 or 78 years old. And I believe that most of the time with grandparents that contrast in age is just so different and I, I believe that kids feel it. and I believe that each generation loves differently. We will love differently than our parents. you know, our parents love a certain way. it's just it's it's just a different thing because we all had a different experience. So I just think that's really cool. And then the other thing is, you know, we'll be sitting home and we'll be doing some, some stuff. And, you know, they'll say, can we call my mom? Which is what, well, who they, what they call my mom. And they haven't seen my mom in over a year, you know, because of the pandemic. But it's something about when my mom comes on the screen and I'm talking, it's like they sit on my lap and they just want to be involved. I don't know what it is about grandparents like that, but it's, they know that it's special. But also, I think what's really interesting too, Is at least our boys make the correlation between like grandma and grandpa are Scott's mom and dad and my mom is my mom and they know that we're we are their parents so I think there's just like they're just enamored by this this like what is this like you have a parent too you know but you know it's just like so I think they look at them in a in almost like a hierarchy kind of way that we don't understand. But it's, it's incredible, and that it's very special to watch.
1: Well, especially when you're coming from, I think, and I'm gonna throw this out there, I think it's, a, it's sort of a collateral beauty in the fact that you don't mm. have your grandparents anymore. You had that special relationship, but now you get to see, because you understand how close that can be, and now you're seeing it from a different point of view.
0: Yeah, that's why I I said before, you know, I'm living vicariously through them because it's like, wow. I was actually talking to someone. I don't know who because I talk a lot, but (laughs) I was talking to someone the other day and I was just talking about how for a very long time, When I would think of missing my grandmother specifically, it would just be very sad. Like it would just be a sad feeling. But once I saw Collateral Beauty, she can live through me by the things that she taught me. And so it's, you know, it's really interesting, maybe a bit odd or weird to say, but like at some point, you know, we all die and we'll all move on. And, you know, assuming that the circle of life goes the way it goes. Grandparents go first and then parents and then kids, which I think what we all want, you know? Uh, It'll be interesting to see the legacy that they carry on when they're 30 years old. Even though Scott's dad said he's gonna live to 100. He's like, I'm just letting y'all know I'm living to 100. I don't need to live past that, but I'm living at least to 100. So it seems like they'll be about 25 or 26 before, you know? (laughs) He goes on. But anyway, I think the legacy is just very important.
1: So cool. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know that it's a pretty deep way of looking at things. So thank you for, definitely thank you for that answer.
0: (laughs) No, it's cool. I mean, also, you know, I, you know, I have a fear of death as well. And I remember talking to a friend of mine in New York City when we could go out to dinner. Uh, It was about a year and a half or so ago. And he was... I think at the time he was maybe 72, 71 or something. But we just got into this discussion of death and fear and whatever. And he was, and I was just like, you know, I have kids now. And is just like, my fear was like exacerbated after I had kids. But it was just really cool. Cause he said to me, um, he was like, well, just focus on like leaving a legacy and you worry less about missing them or them missing you because you made an impact on their life. And I just thought that was a really profound thing to say. We're not experiencing that at the moment, but it's still good to think that way as you raise your children, like what kind of legacy am I leaving behind for them? More than just like, you have to be nice and you have to do this. It's just like, how am I acting, you know? Because someone even said to me, like, oh my gosh, you shake your ass on Instagram and you have kids. And I'm like, and I hope they do the same motherfucking <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> thing. Because they ain't gonna do it if they don't want to. But if they wanna express themselves and they wanna be crazy and they wanna have fun and that's what makes people laugh, I'm like, go ahead. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna be one of those ones where they, if they, when my kids are in middle school and they're like, oh, you saw your dad shaking his butt on Instagram, it's a video out. And Santa's eyes gonna turn around and be like, <laughs> I know, he told me how to do it, bitch. Nice. Like, they ain't going to be getting involved in that mess. At least that's
1: what I hope. Oh, man. I love how you put that. I love how you put that. It's so true. I mean, it's, like you said, legacy. and And, and doesn't that go along with everything that we're talking about with, you know, Always Forward, but... Your decisions and everything you do, how you present yourself, they're picking up all these things, right?
0: You know, I, I, I'm not trying to live a perfect life. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to live up to the day, you know, the day is set the day, the sun comes up and life is going like, you can go to bed at night. You'd be like, Oh man, the most amazing day. And you can wake up to a text message that ruins your day before it even begins. And so You know, you just kinda have to do the best that you can do. And you're not always gonna make the right decisions. None of us are perfect, even though some people out there think they are. And of course when we get into arguments or, you know, disagreements or we're trying to make our point at work in a meeting, we feel strongly about that. But it doesn't make us perfect. You know, I think that people get perfect and trying to be and do the best that you can do mixed up. And you don't have to try and be perfect. Just do the best that you can do.
1: Amen. Amen. The next thing uh, that I wanted to switch gears to was fashion. Um, mm. Because, you know, this is also, it's looking back at what 2020 gave, which you relaunched uh, Shanti Apparel with a lot of different lines, everything like that. Um, one of the things, though, even going forward, is one of the things that caught my interest right away because I've been dying for this is the workout gear they that finally came yes in. and because listen i sweat like a beast i didn't want to mess up my Shanti apparel beforehand but now, <laughs> now you actually have you know awesome awesome i the leggings i love those things i it's just really cool stuff so thank you uh what i was what i want to ask you um from how have you upped your involvement now in fashion and and how how did that how did you get involved in the process more or did you include more people or you know so i i was very interested to see how if you could give us insight into how this actually developed
0: thank you for that that's really fun so it's so interesting. So when the pandemic happened, all of our live events kind of went out the window. And so the first thing we did was, well, how do we continue to connect with our FitFam? The first thing I did was create a Facebook group, which is Dig Deeper Nation. And so what we realized is that people wanted to connect in the best way that they knew how fitness is obviously a big part of my brand and then the other thing that we realized is that people want to celebrate their journey and the best way that we could do that is through apparel and giving you know like okay well here's a shirt to give that kickstart your journey finish your journey and we had different shirts for different challenge groups and so with that Um, We were like, well, people love apparel. Let's take our apparel to the next level. Let's do some special things. So it started with the Pride collection in June. We wanted to do something fun and different. And then in July, I really tried to dedicate July to helping people make more money. And just a lot of people were losing money. It's crazy because there were a lot of people who weren't losing money. But there were a lot. But the people who are, even though it was a lesser percentage, they're stressed and struggling. And... I think because the majority of the country is fine, a lot of people, you know, like a lot of times if if you're fine, you don't think about the person that's struggling. But I think about the person that's struggling because I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, you know, what can I do? So we actually hired Elliot because he lost his job. And we were like, what are you interested in? And, you know, he actually was developing his own clothing line and it was kickstarting. And I said, hey, keep on developing your clothing line, but because you love it, would you want to take over Shanti Apparel? And there was some, it kind of happened at the right time. So, you know, we hired someone that is strictly apparel on our team and he watches what I wear, watches what I like, you know, what I buy. And he sees that and he, and he actually brings it out. And Sean T. Apparel saw the type of clothes that I like to wear when I work out. You know, he does a really great job of developing that and we launch it. And it's, and it's super fun and exciting. Even right now we have this new Trust and Believe podcast t-shirt. If you go to com and use Trust and Believe at checkout, you will get a really great discount on this amazing purple shirt with some other stuff that are for the podcast but and people love apparel people love fashion people love it and so like some of our clothes are, you know our sweaters are like really cool higher fashion that you can wear to dinner we're just doing things to make people feel comfortable vibrant and oh my goodness brian when you see the new collection is coming out talking about rainbows. You are going, I can't wait to see if you wear some of these clothes actually, but um, it's just really exciting and fun. And so um, the next level will be when, when the world opens back up, I'm really going to push to really build like more of a fashion statement, you know, cause it's like, it's time to step out, you know.
1: I I love see you get so animated like because I can tell that you're so passionate about this and it just makes me it. so excited to see all this stuff happening and just even more excited to see what's about to come down the road. Can't tell you how happy I am that, to see all this happening um and it's just such a positive messaging from the tornado of 2020 and we talked about, you know, 2020 but in a sense of moving forward. We talked about your, the workouts, the programs, family. We talked about your, your the fashion. We talked about all that stuff. Now, looking again at 2021 with all this in mind, uh, your coach in high school used to always say, a little better next time, right? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So what does a little better next time look like for Sean T and for Sean Blocker for the rest of the year?
0: A little better next time. So first I want to say, I think it's really important for me to say, when my coach said a little better next time, it was what I always talk about. He's basically saying, did you tap into your reserve? And it wasn't a pressure thing, like if you run slower next time, you suck. It was more of, are you doing the best that you can do? What does better for T look like? Better for is is not about having a better body or, you know, being successful in this fitness program. For me, being better is recognizing my own change, recognizing that I'm gonna be 43 years old and showing the world what 43-year-old Sean, I'm gonna say Sean Blocker. I, this is a combination, cause I don't really think there's not much of a difference, but I will give you a little difference in a second. But Sean Blocker and Sean T is like, I'm 43 years old. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm extremely confident. I have kids. I have a great job. I have a great team. I have great fit fam. Yes, I have things to complain about. Like I definitely run through issues, but I'm just going to be me and I'm going to show me and I'm going to dance and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to talk about serious things. And listen, if you don't want, if you don't like me, I'm completely fine with that because I like me. I just want to show more of who I am, like to better myself moving forward as Shanti. I'm not going to stress myself. I'm not going to stress about that kind of stuff. And and that's why I'm excited to do the dance program. When we first started developing Let's Get Up, you know, we I really want to be something for everyone. Even though it's not gonna be for everyone, I want it to be for everyone. I want I want it, I want people who wanna dance and do HIIT training and do dance conditioning and get toned, I want them all to enjoy it. And I started to be like, oh, well, you know, I probably shouldn't like show my body as much because I don't want people to get discouraged. And then I was like, F- that? I was like, there's going to be some workouts where this shirt is coming all the way off and I because this is my body. I can't, like, body positivity isn't only for, oh, like, I'm on my weight loss journey and I should be proud of my my body. It Body positivity should be like, I'm 42 years old, bitch, and I still got it. And I just, you know, I feel like I should be able to celebrate my success too. And just, like, living my best life. And hopes, in hopes that you know, people see I'm doing it and they, you know, they feel like whatever living their best life is, they can do it too.
1: And you, I think you just nailed it. At, you've summed it up perfectly at the end there because that is the component that I think everybody can relate to. And you show us every day how you do that. And it's, it's amazing. It's, that's why I admire you so much. And that's why I appreciate every single oh. thing you do. Ready for speed round?
0: i'm ready <laughs> i love this so much. you know I,
1: I all the speed rounds you you have done in the past i'm like i gotta come up with some some quick questions here so how many donuts do you eat on average for donut friday
0: um two but i do want to know how many you how many donuts do you oh, eat? On
1: I, I will do the four <laughs> and I just Or well, you're me. also doing 40 miles So I think <laughs> it's okay <laughs> Yeah I, I just go for it Because You, you gotta you, Like you said Live your best life Right <laughs> <laughs> Exactly Alright Second question The capital Of Washington State Um isn't it Olympia? Yeah,
0: you got it. Yes! Oh my god,
1: I'm so smart.
0: You thought I was gonna say
1: Seattle. I didn't know what was gonna come out. That's why I asked it. If you could see anyone in concert right now, past or present, who would it be?
0: Oh. Probably Janet Jackson. Nice. But I don't just want to see her. I want to be up there dancing. If Janet. Ask me, if she went on stage, if she went on tour for just like six months and she was like, Shanti, like I would love to have you dance for me. I would be like, absolutely. I would be like, Scott, get the RV ready or the tour bus or whatever, because this is it. Like we are going. But it's Janet Jackson, just because the I know the dancing. I just like to watch people dance. And, I, and I, I saw Lady Gaga last year. So I got my Lady Gaga fix. Now I just need a little Janet in my life.
1: When you go to sleep... Do you, do you like silence or do you like white noise, music, things like that?
0: I, when I fall asleep, I love if someone is talking to me.
1: Vertical Plyo from Asylum 1 or Friday Fight Round 2 two times back-to-back back from Max 30.
0: Oh, you are it's the worst. Stop. Friday Fight Round 2 twice. I hate Vertical <laughs> Plyo. It is literally the worst workout, but anyone has ever invented in the history of fitness
1: sunset or sunrise
0: oh that's a tough one yeah. here in arizona where i live sunset but like, if i'm on vacation somewhere it's the sunrise because i know i ain't got shit to do that day And i'm just gonna enjoy the day so i think that's kind of how i look at it
1: beach or amusement park
0: amusement park oh
1: yeah
0: (laughs) amusement park amusement park amusement park
1: perfect that's and that's what i thought you would say um i wanted to end off on that though because it's forward looking that you'll get to do that soon
0: yes brian i also want to say to you you know i really appreciate you for just being just a friend and just like a like committed to my workouts, because even if someone comes out with a new workout, like you'll try it, but you're like, you know, it's like, I'm your guy. Mm -hmm. And I know this doesn't mean, this isn't a big deal to you, but I mean, for me, you try my dance workouts, you try my hardcore fitness, you try the medium fitness It could be a step. And it's just a really, it's just a really nice compliment too, because you are, you know, A straight guy from New York City with kids and it's amazing, you know, and you have your own struggles and like you'll send me a message when you're running through the forest (laughs) and I'm being sarcastic. But you'll send me a message, you'll stop on the street and you're like, I was just listening to your podcast and you came to this part and like this really inspired me. And that just means a lot because we come from two different worlds. We come from two different backgrounds. And so I just it just means a lot to me that somebody like you, you know, you use my encouragement and my words and you let me be a major part of your journey and i just want to say thank you very
1: much that means so much that totally this this whole thing just made my entire day month week whatever i can't thank you enough sean everything you do uh keep doing it and and just keep just being you because it, it it helps so many and uh thank you right back
0: well really thank you for that i will continue to be me and more of me but the very last thing i say is i don't know what workout i'm going to do after the dance workout i'm pretty sure they're going to want me to do like jump 18 feet in the air and if i do i most likely will be calling you because i need to destroy you one more time <laughs> before my career is over <laughs> I thank look- you brian i appreciate
1: it <laughs> thank you sean thank you so much